Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on Anomalous Radio Network. I'm your host, ADV. Thank you guys for joining us. Today, I have a special episode for you guys, and I have two great special guests with me. Joining me for the special episode, before I tell you what it is, it's Mr. Anthony Cantu. Hello, how's it going? Welcome, welcome. And once again, Mr. Philip Archie, welcome back, sir. Thank you, sir, for having me. I appreciate it. The pimp, the player. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everybody, this is... Uh, sorry about that. This is We Tell Tales, spelled R-E-T-A-I-L. T-A-L-E-S. And we're going to be just dishing about retail uh, stories that we have done in the retail market. And um, this is a first. And we're going to be doing some readings, telling some own personal stories. So just jump in, uh, sit back, and enjoy the craziness that all three of us have experienced in the retail space. And these are really pretty much funny stories uh that we all have been through um and we're going to actually start with our first story by anthony um anthony tell us one of your crazy stories in retail um probably the most memorable one is the one that benefited me the most was because it was during school uh this mom came by and she had a big huge box of just games and and like figures and statues stuff like that and so I was like, okay, she's probably going to get rid of it. So I helped her out. She comes to the registers. I said, hey, how, how can I help you? She goes, hey, I just want to get rid of all this stuff and trade it and sell it or do whatever. I'm like, okay, let's see what you got. So I grabbed the box, and it's a whole bunch of the newer games. Well, at the time, you know, it was Modern Warfare 3. Uh, it was Gears 2. It was the big games that just came out at the time. And so uh, she had a whole bunch of statues. She had the Night Vision Modern Warfare Collector's Edition. Uh, she had a couple other figurines from games. And I told her, well, I can't take these. We don't take them. She goes, well, what can we do? Because I just want to get rid of them. I go, well, do you mind me asking, like, what's why you want to get rid of them? She goes, well, my son, uh, he hasn't been doing good in school. I told him several times. And I told him, if he doesn't do school, good in school, I'm going to get rid of his games. And so I'm like, okay. And so I said... I'll buy this off of you. I will give you, I think it was, I want to say it was like 50 bucks for everything. And because the, the store was going to give her nothing for the statues and helmet and everything like that, but the games was separate. She was she was going to go through the store and games. And so I bought probably around like half of my posters and video games collections off of her because her son did not do good in school for <laughs> 50 bucks. That statue at the time, the, the night vision, yeah. was like 150, 120, I think it was. Ooh. Goodness. Yeah, and so it looked brand new. Like it had the 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 head, like the skull uh, helmet, not the helmet, the skull figures where you actually put the night vision on it to, yeah. for display. And the, the my night vision, I still have it. Like it still works. It just needs four AA batteries and it works legitimately. But yeah, God, God, that's that one's probably the one that benefited me the most, and which I still remember to this day. It was fun. Well, cool. Uh, do you have another story to tell us? Another story is probably um, it'll probably have to be a midnight launch. 
uh, one of our associates, me and Phil, uh, it was always three people that did midnight launches. It was me, Phil, and whoever else could do the third one. This time it was our associate, Tony. Now, Tony, he's not the brightest, he's not the brightest one in the, in the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he, if, if, oh, see, how can I put this without sounding mean? Um, Just say it. Uh, he's kind of like he's kind of like the Fonz. You remember yeah. the Fonz from uh, Happy Days? He's kind of like that. Yeah, he's he's very slick. He's very smooth, but like reading and like doing like actual stuff, it's it's not his forte. But for the minute launch, we wanted to break him in. This is his first minute launch, and it was during the Call of Duty one. I don't remember which one it was, but we had no, oh, no, it was Homefront, right, Phil? Yeah. It was home front, and so um, we had these two these two vendor girls passing out Red Bulls and flyers about the game. We didn't know how many Red Bulls Tony had at the time. He had, if I remember, he had like three or four Ooh. in the span of like two hours. He was all over the place. He could not stand still, and which we found very funny. But the problem was he couldn't stand still. So we told him, hey, me and Phil would do all the registers. You go outside. You control the lines. You have fun with everybody else. And that's exactly what he did. Um, a lot of people still remember Tony for that kind of stuff. And he was – Phil, you trained him, and I trained Lambert. And yeah. Phil, he oh – I'm pretty sure Phil learned – taught him more about – Hitting on girls than actual work, <laughs> and I think he's still there to this day, and he still does his moves. I catch it, and it's just so funny. Oh wow! <laughs> I had this, uh, I had this mantra for him. It was a uh, stoic face and iron will. <laughs> <laughs> and so. do you have one more story to tell us? Uh, before the story, yeah, uh, Phil, do you remember what our what our slogan was to tell like all our associates? Oh, I don't remember. It was it was your motto. It was you came up with it. You don't remember? No. It was stay smiling, stay sexy. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, that, was that was such a good motto. That is a model that we lived by throughout those, our years. And we were probably the most successful store in the whole district and probably even the whole region. A we lot of people. So sexy. Yeah, stay smiling, stay sexy. Because everybody, everybody goes through the corporate issues and, like, hey, be polite, smile, and do, act like a robot. That's how they teach you how to do that. But our yeah. store, we would, we would go out of bounds and we would actually do stuff that. GameStop at the time didn't really allow us to. We would break the rules a lot. And that's why a lot of people, like, even to this day, like, if we go there, people, customers still recognize us. That's cool right there. And customers still recognize you uh, for all the good things that you did, I should say. Because mm-hmm. there are some Looney Tunes that, that see you and they would throw they would just be still upset and angry because you didn't let them return something for $5 or something. 
or whatever. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. Uh, and you probably have tons more stories. I can't wait to hear them. Um, but we're actually going to be doing some readings. And uh, right now we have a reading titled, That's Not How the Return Policy Works. And most of today's readings are coming from different game stops. So, um, playing as the customer is our very own Anthony Cantu. And I, as your host, Eddie V, will be playing as the associate. So, uh, are you ready, Anthony? Yeah. Okay. And I will be doing some of the narrations and some of the uh, side things. Title, that's not how the return policy works. Well, how about how about Phil reads the narration so that way we don't get confused? Okay. Phil, do you have it? Sure, absolutely. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this article's called, That's Not How the Return Policy Works. Here's a little setup for this conversation. Jesus. A couple of weeks ago, I had a customer come in about 20 minutes after we opened with a plastic bag. Gotta read that customer puts the bag on the counter and <laughs> stares at me. <laughs> Love that, this. that was my William Shatner. Okay. <laughs> hey, got some trades for me? No, uh, I'm returning this PS3. I want my money back. It, it 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 sucks. Okay, sorry you feel that way. Uh, I pull out the receipt from the bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me, uh, fortunately, it's oh wait, it's you. Oh, um, unfortunately, it's always it's already been three weeks since you purchased it. The return policy is only good for one week. I was I was told I have a month. You haven't much to exchange it out for another of the same model if there's something wrong with the original one you purchased through us. No, I'm I'm returning this. I was told by a guy I bought it from that I could return it in a month if I didn't like it. I look at the receipt again and see I was the one who sold it to him. Yeah, I actually was the one that sold it to you, and I would never say that. It just isn't our policy. He snatches the receipt from my hand, flips around and points to the return policy. What does it say right there? That says you have seven days to return it for a full refund. Oh my god, this this is unbelievable. I can't can I speak with the manager? I'm the only manager on duty at the moment, and if there was another here, they would say the same thing. This is bullshit. I demand you return this for me. I mean, the best I could do is trade it in for you. It already went past the seven days three times. Wow. I guess then let's just trade it in. You guys you guys doing good? Making a bunch of money robbing people? I do my best not to call the guy an asshole and kick him out of my store. I start to pull out a 160-gigabyte slim PS3, the power cable, two off-brand, off-brand wired controllers, yeah. Uh, do you happen to have the Sony brand controllers that came with it? No, you guys do. What do you mean? I traded in last week. Gotcha. I unfortunately need a Sony controller to go with it to take it in. Guy starts to freak out. You guys have it. It's in your back room. Go get it. That's ours now. I would need one with this system in order to take it. You guys already fucking have it 
That controller is not a part of this transaction. You traded in last week. That's ours now. I need one other than that one to take your system in for trade. Why won't these work? Point to the two wired controllers? Whatever were to come with the new PS3 is what we would need to take in a pre-owned one. So the system itself, the Sony controller, the charge cable for the controller, the power cable, and the AV or HDMI cable. I don't even have AV cables. It didn't come with one when I purchased it. It had to have either the AV cables or HDMI cable. We don't take them in without one, so we wouldn't have sold one without one. Well, I don't have one. What did you use to connect it to your TV? I have an HDMI cable. Okay. Well, we would either need that or you can purchase these universal cables we have for $17.99. That's my HDMI cable. I bought it for me. Yeah, I understand that, but we still need one for the system. Jesus Christ, you rip off all your customers. Sir, I'm not trying to rip anyone off. I'm just doing my job. Yeah, doing it too well. You get commission on your sales? <laughs> no. Yeah, okay, so what? I'm just screwed then? Like I said, you can bring it all back with the HDMI cable, or you can purchase the AV cables we sell, and we still would need a Sony controller. Fuck. Okay. I'll go get the HDMI cables. Can I just buy a used Sony controller, right? Sure, but do you have our power-up card? No. Okay, in that case, the controller would be $44.99, and you're only going to get $35 in cash for the system. Bill. And I have never seen a 30-year-old man stomp off faster than that in my entire life. We're also right next door to a used movies game CD place, and I watched them head in there. I knew they wouldn't take it either. LOL. And then, after about 15 minutes, he popped it back in just to say, Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> to me, it was quite the experience. <laughs> in I see. So, this story, I could actually back it up with this one. The guy didn't. The, the the associate did nothing wrong. It was a customer who fucked up and who just couldn't get it through his fucking head. That we sold you the shit that came with it. So if you want us to return it, you gotta give us everything back. Obviously, he didn't fucking get that thing. Wow. That's why they printed out those uh, trade-in re- requirement forms. Uh-huh. Where... You had to show it to the customer. This is what I need to accept your trade in. Yeah, they had, that policy changed several times because people were just getting dumber and dumber, and they didn't realize what they needed to return. So they, like the company, they literally print out everything in the back of the receipt on what we need. Uh, we still get that at Toys R Us. It's just like it, it shows the whole return policy, and people don't read it. Don't t- even take a look at it. I'm like, this is a this is a newspaper clipping of the return policy. What part did you not read that you can't return it uh, after a certain days? And it, uh, goodness, my life with that mess. Uh, so we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna go into our next reading titled "How Did I Guess That?" We have Phil as our associate and Anthony as the customer. And when, when you guys are ready. You may be able to read. Okay. How did I even guess that? Yes. 
Okay. Let's go ahead. Edward, you go. Oh, is it about to, Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was thinking at the wrong thing. Sorry about that. Welcome to the GameStop. Is there anything I can help you t- with today? Yeah, you got a widget? The widget? Is that a game or console? Uh, a game for the P, uh, a game for the P4. You mean The Witcher? Yeah, that's the one. It. Yeah, that's that's a stupid ass fucking customer. Cutting and oh god, the widget. The widget. <laughs> Isn't a widget like like an app on your phone? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. And our last reading is going to be uh, titled "Little Boys." Um, I'm as customer service, and Philip is the customer. So, uh, give us one second. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Do you want Do you want me to read the first part? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead and narrate. Okay. Thirteen uh, year old boy. Drops Modern Warfare 3 on the counter. Uh, do you have a, you par- have a parent with you? Oh, oh wait. Are, are you the associate? <laughs> He's the associate. Yeah, I'm the associate. Okay, I'll be. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Anthony. 13-year-old boy drops Modern Warfare on Modern Warfare 3 on the counter. Uh, do you have a parent with you? She's in Macy's. Can you just let me play? Uh, okay. Do, do you need a parent to buy in-rated games? But I already have for my computer. I just need it for my Xbox. Neat. You need a parent. See. Yeah, kids are dumb. Oh, believe me, when we get to my section of my stories, believe me, there's some dumbness. Literally dumbness. But um, we're going to turn it over to you, Phil. Um, what are some stories that you want to tell us? This, this last uh, reading, Little Boys... Reminds me of something that I used to do at my store. Uh, you remember the blocks category, AJ? The blocks? Yeah. The blocks? No, I don't remember that. I used to keep stats like uh, like in basketball. We had assists and we had blocks. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I remember that. <laughs> assist is when a customer, uh, an associate on the floor talks about a sale and then when the customer comes up to the register and another associate rings them up and then the customer says, oh, the gentleman over there told me about this discount card. And then the associate at the counter goes ahead and sells a discount card. That's an assist. Uh, the block is any time a kid comes into the store and wants to buy a mature rated game. I was the best blocker in that store. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Just rejecting kids and just seeing their sad faces was just it brought so much delight to me. <laughs> the best story of a block was uh, I'm going to call him Little Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Little Timmy comes into the store. And he brings his mom, and uh, they're trying to get Grand Theft Auto. At the time, it was GTA 4, and they bring it up to the counter. And the mom asked me, is this a good game for my son? With the happiest look on my face, I said, absolutely not. (laughs) 
<laughs> and she was like, why? Anything bad that you can think of in the world is in that game. And she she kind of cocked her head to the side. And then she was like, what do you mean? And then I was like, drugs, alcohol, hookers, uh, picking up said hookers, <laughs> and the car actually shakes. And then by the time I got to that part, she covers her ears. And then she looks at her kid. No. And the kid starts talking back, but mom! And they're like, thank you for telling me, sir. And she brings her kid outside the store. And they are literally arguing outside the store. The little kid's fighting so hard to validate his purchase. But Jimmy's got it down the street. I don't care about Jimmy. You can hear them. The doors are closed. Yeah. (laughs) You can hear this mom and this kid arguing over this game. She had to take him by the ear and and, and bring him back in the car and go home. That's probably one of the best blocks in the world. Oh, dude, yeah. Because when when you created those football terms, it was just – we all understood what you were talking about. Yeah. Good times. God damn. I'm about to use that at work, the block. <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen now so much at my job because of our registers are now set to take uh, the driver's license and stuff. Um, and even if you put in the wrong amount of wrong numbers and stuff, it would will, it will straightly just deny it and close to almost voiding out the whole transaction where they can't even buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... <laughs> The way we did it back then was uh, because they, if you want to trade in games or buy these maturity games, you they do a thumbprint now, and they gotten a lot more stricter. But back then, we just need to see ID or because I remember this one kid, he this, it's oh it's always the same kid. He would try and buy maturity games like Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, any maturity game. And I think at the time he was trying to buy. What was it? Um, it was Gears of War. It was one of the Gears. And he's. I told him, like, hey, you need a parent. You need somebody old enough to buy this for you. And we're like, okay, well, give us a minute. So they leave. They come back. And he hands me his phone. And they said, the parent's right here on the phone. I'm like, I can't do that. Oh. They need to be physically in here. I need to see them. But why can't you just talk to them? They're right here. They're on the phone. I'm like, I don't know if that's your real parent or not. I need to see them. Oh, fine. This kid leaves. Probably about like a half hour later, he comes back. And it's the same kid. He comes back, he goes to me. He goes, my parents here. I go, okay, cool. Where are they at? They're outside in the car. I'm like, that's, you're, you're killing me, kid. He, the parent needs to be in this store physically. I cannot go out there. Why? They're right there. You can just talk to them. I'm like, no, they need to be in this store. I need solid verification. Fuck this game. I don't really want it anymore. You're giving me all this house. I'm like, get the fuck out of here then. Ugh. Rejecting kids brought so much happiness to me. <laughs> uh, We've also had kids who would uh, just get random people off the street to buy the game, and then they'll buy the game off that person. Yeah. Which is, I, I don't know why. I really don't know why people do that. Uh, uh, you have another story, field to tell us? I got a lot of stories. 
Uh, this one's going to be about midnight launches. Yeah. We've had probably some of the best midnight launches at my store. Uh, we we went totally all out for one. It was uh, I want to say it was either Halo Four or Reach. No, it was Reach. We left before four. Yeah. Okay. It was Halo Reach. It was on nine thirteen. What year was that? Uh, oh God. Eleven. Uh, Ten. I think so. I, I remember this because I had to work it, and these customers brought in a birthday cake for me. It was actually a red velvet birthday cake. They brought in milk. They even got me a, uh, a Master Chief figure uh, as a present. These customers are great. Oh, 2010. They would come down to every month. Uh, Phil, 2010. Yeah, it was 2010, and... Uh, they came in and they had this birthday cake and everything. But during that launch, uh, we had a giant projector. So we had, uh, was it four players on one giant screen projector? Mm-hmm. And it was it was a long tournament. But they you had to be uh, since it was a mature game, you had to be seventeen or older to play it, or eighteen and older to play it. Yeah. In the tournament. But we had the projector. We had a trivia contest hosted by AJ. We had prizes for everything. It was it was probably the best midnight launch we've ever done. And even to this day, uh, people will recognize me as the GameStop guy and would say that's the best midnight launch they've ever went to. Yeah. Ever. It, it got you- so huge that we landed on the news that night. That was really. I don't know it. it yeah, the, the those midnight launches, that one particularly. Uh, we we asked corporate to give us a budget, and they said they couldn't afford. They wouldn't give us any of that. They would just give us. I think it was like what eighty bucks, just for the snacks and foods. Yeah, that was it. And so we're like, this is not going to do. So this is Halo. Me and Phil. Talked for a couple of weeks and planning this, and so um, uh, the the what we did was we got the money, we paid everything out of our own pocket uh-huh. for this minute. Yeah. So we so and it was Phil Phil's the one you got the whole what was it the prizes, the snacks, and what else was there? And the projector, you got the projector guy. I'm the one that told him what to do. I told him what we needed. And yeah, it was, it was, we had a whole tournament. I remember, Phil, do you remember my friend, um, uh, Mario? Yeah. How you, how he had such a shitty ass handwriting. You thought it was Maria? Oh, that's right. That's right. And so the I whole was... night he was just calling for like during for the tournament he was just calling for Maria, and we're like, "There's no Maria here." So I grabbed the board, this little clipboard. And I go, "That's Mario. That's my friend Steven. He goes, "Oh well, I'm fucking fuck it. I'm calling her Maria now." And the whole night he just called her Maria. 
<laughs> I was the MC that night, and oh man, did I have fun! Was, <laughs> don't ever put a microphone in my hand. <laughs> yeah, she had a microphone. He had a whole speaker. He was just, he was just talking the whole night, dude. And everybody fucking loved it. We were just cracking on jokes on the customers, also in line. Yeah, it was, it was great. Oh, it sounds. He loved it. Oh, it just sounds ah. Uh... To be at Chai GameStop to experience that, I think I would have just been like, this is the best place. This is, like, the place to be at. <laughs> and, Phil, do you have one more story to tell us? This is one more midnight launch, and this this kind of proves how bad things can go at a midnight launch. We had, uh, it was a Call of Duty launch. We had a shooting contest on the inside of the store uh, using a Nerf gun mm-hmm. that we got. But outside the store, people were getting drunk. Some were uh, getting high. You could smell it in the air. And we actually had the cops called uh, for that particular midnight lunch. And they came by and had to escort a couple people out of the line and get them out of there. Because they were just being belligerent. Yeah. I mean... Video games are cool and all, but we're all adults. Let's just act like adults. Exactly. Well, that's what they're doing. It's just like, well, uh, especially Call of Duty people back then, they just wanted the game. They're just complete assholes and douches. Yeah. So, um, Phil, do you remember that one guy who bribed all of us beer just so that way he could get the game early before everybody else? Yeah. Yeah, it's this tall, white, drunk guy. And he literally went to every single one of us at different times and say, hey, I'll buy you guys a 12-pack if, if you let me have the game right now before anybody else because I just want to go home and play it. I don't want to wait in line. I'm like, sorry, man. Like, I like my job. I'm not going to risk it just for a fucking beer. Right. The, oh, God. I, I have another story. I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead, Anthony Tail. Uh, as another instant of a fact that everything going wrong at a midnight launch. I don't remember which game it was. It was one of the bigger ones. Um, Phil, I don't think if you were there or not. I think it was Rich because he was good at math. Um, All the registers went down. I remember that one. And it was a corporate one to where we couldn't run credit cards we couldn't get information for reserves or subscriptions. We couldn't look them up for pre-orders. We could not do anything. It was and a WoW launch. A WoW? Okay, yeah. I knew. I remember it was a huge one. And all the GameStops were like that. You couldn't. You couldn't bring a credit card. You could sell the game, but it had to be cash. Yeah, it had to be cash. And so we called all the stores around. Uh, the ones in the mall or down the street or whatever, and they all had the same issue and problem. And we're like, well, we're fucked. And so we get an email from corporate. I think it's like, what, like 15, 20 minutes before we actually sell the game, saying, hey, this is what's happening. Good luck. They literally just said good luck. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Because they... Some stores weren't even doing their midnight launch because they couldn't. Uh... And we had ours, but we had to take their name down uh-huh. and then sell the game in cash. And then the next morning, we had to manually ring up all those transactions. 
and we couldn't even we couldn't even count that money for that deposit. We had to leave it in the safe, then process all those transactions. Yeah. So what? We didn't leave till like two o'clock, two three o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was bad. Oof. Goodness. And I know people. And it's, it was worse for us, for me and Phil, because like we opened that or we opened that day so that we would come back at the night. So we were already kind of burnt out physically. Wow. Yeah, we actually... It, it, it was oh. wow, though. Those people, they wanted the game. Yeah. Some people would say, here's $60, I'm out. We, the game uh, was like only 50 at my job we own the whole block so um we uh if the power goes out the whole block goes out and uh we ended up something ended up happening with a power line and it it, and not everybody's power out and it's like four o'clock in the afternoon and this woman was determined not to leave until she could get her birthday gift for this child. Now, this woman don't have no cash or anything on her. She only has a credit card. And she just determines to stay in the store until the lights come on. Well, the lights didn't come on for almost two and a half hours. And by the, by the time that she got her $15 birthday gift, she could have went across the street like at Target or something and got it. But she was determined not to leave our store. And it's just like, why would you even wait that long? I'm like, we can't do nothing. We can't sell you anything. But you're so determined to get this $15 item. Yeah. Uh, that, that's literally crazy. So we're going to get back into our second part of our readings. Um, this one is titled, uh, Around the Time Smash Came Out. I will be playing as the associate, and Phil will be playing as the customer. Are you ready, Phil? Yep. All right. The title is Around the Time Smash Brothers Came Out. So I call the store. How much is Super Smash Brothers for the Xbox One? Smash Brothers only came out for the Wii U and 3DS. Shit. I just wasted four hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and see. And that happens. That literally happens, dude. And then people get actually yeah, this it's... customer actually got mad at me because Nintendo didn't make it for Xbox. I'm like, Nintendo owns their own Nintendo owns the property and they make their own system. Why would they put it on someone else's? Just like, well, don't they make video games? Yes but for their own products. She's like, where at? And then I had to show her where the Wii U was at in 3DS. She's just like, yeah, but... That's... Yeah. Uh, that... Uh, that nonsense. I uh, hate having to do that over the holiday. Like, holiday time, when it comes to video games, people act the dang fool. Everybody, they don't make Kirby anymore for Wii. So stop asking it around this time of year. Like, there's Kirby. Like, why are you asking for Epic Kirby Epic Yarn? Why didn't you buy the game when it first came out for Wii? 
They're just fucking stupid. Uh-huh. It, it, that usually happens during the holidays when the parents don't know what to get for their kid or whatever, and they don't know exactly the amount. Because the parents would usually say, hey, do you guys have a Nintendo in stock? We're like, well, which Nintendo? We're like, what do you mean? And they're like, we would have to go through every single thing on the list of what they're trying to get. No, just the one that just came out. I'm like, okay, well, two different ones came out. Which one do you want? And they would get mad at us. It was stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, I hate that. Um, our next reading is going to be read by Phil. It's titled, Sir, this isn't a GameStop receipt. And whenever you're ready, Phil. All right, you want me to read the narration part two? Yeah, you're reading the whole thing. All right. Today, we had a man come in to return a game. Normal stuff, easy enough. Or it should have been. My coworker, who was the one who was actually handling the transaction, not me, asked to see the receipt, and the man obliged. Then my coworker noticed something. Sir, this is not a GameStop receipt. This is a receipt from a family-owned game store on the other side of town. Did you purchase this from here? And then the customer replies with, No, I brought it from here. And I got that receipt. The other store's logo is clearly the one on the receipt. And the price was about $2 lower than GameStop's. The customer is very adamant that he bought it from us. So my coworker decides to take the game in and enters in the price on the receipt instead of what's in our system. I don't think that guy will be trying to cheat us out of $2 again. Oh, goodness. Fuck, Fuck this asshole. <laughs> That's happened a lot, actually. I used to work for JCPenney, and this guy came in and threw down his Carson Pure Scott card, uh, credit card and said that he wanted to pay his bill. And I looked at him, and I was just like, sir, this is not the store. He's like, yes, it is. I'm like, sir, you see that sign where it says JCPenney Outlet? That's where you're at. He's like, what bill am I paying? You're paying Carson Perry Scott. Where Where is there a Carson, uh, Carson Perry Scott? It's 35 minutes from here, all the way in this next town. He was just like, oh, dang. Grabbed his credit card and left. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> There's, I remember a customer uh, who obviously hasn't been in the video game store in a while. He tried to return a game with a Funko Land receipt <laughs> and a gift card. <laughs> and he, it was like, we, Funko Land doesn't really exist here in, in California or anywhere else as far as I know. I go, how long ago did you get this? He goes, oh, I just bought it not that long ago. I'm like, no, you're wrong. You bought this, and it shows the year. I'm like, you're lying to me. He goes, and he just he just runs out. I'm like, really? <laughs> and this was probably like my first customer of the day that happened. Ugh. Boy, do I, I remember. Gotta... Go ahead, Phil. One of my first, uh, management experiences. I was assistant manager at the time. <clears throat> And I was battling this customer over uh, policy, store policy, about a return. It was it was exactly like this, where the, 
the guy thought he bought it from us, but it's the receipt said it didn't. So I told the guy, I can't do this return. You didn't buy it from us. For like 30 minutes, I was battling with this dude. I was getting heated. He's getting heated. Then my boss comes out of the back. He says, Phil, uh, I'll take over. Uh, just have a seat in the back. So I sat down in the back, you know, and I watched on the cameras. He did the return, you know, he thanked the customer and the customer went away. And then he brought me out and he was like, Phil, I know you want to be a store manager. And uh, at times like these, you just got to bend over and take it in the ass. Fuck that. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yep. I mean, we want to keep these customers, so, you know, you got to do what you got to do to keep those customers happy. Forget that. If you can't read or write and you if you pass the age of 21, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. You're a complete idiot. Needless to say, I didn't take his advice. <laughs> yeah, no. When, when, when that manager left... Phil took over, and a lot of stuff changed for the good. Um, we didn't take shit from nobody, and yet nope. we were still more, one of the more popular stores. I hear that because I'm like, we don't need your business. We got other people who would gladly take what you're missing out. Mm-hmm. And I think people, some people, just do not understand that. But we're gonna go into our next reading by our very own Anthony, and this title is called Sigh. Whenever you're ready, Anthony. Okay. A kid and his mother came to our store with four or five old Xbox 360 games, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. His total trade came out to about two fifteen or $2. 15 minutes later, we get a call from a kid's grandmother, and he demanded we give back the games because we only gave him $2 for good games, quote. We had explained to him that we had 20-plus copies of these games and that no one was buying them and he was still pissed. We ended up selling him back the game for the same price the kid got in value. Okay, now that story reminds me of another story. Go ahead. <laughs> I had... They must have been crackheads or something like that. Oh. It was mom and and her son was there, but the, son, the kid was like playing around the games, and I was dealing with the mom. And so she had like, probably like a small bin full of games and stuff like that, trade in. And uh, she traded in. She probably got around like a hundred and something bucks out of it. And so, as usual, we have them, you know, sign the little keyboard, you know, with their their initials and their greetings to this. And I specifically remember because I always used to do this. I go sign this right here. This is what's telling you that you you agree to sell us your games. That's what it really was. She signed it. She took off. She fucked off. Got her money and everything like that. Probably around an hour or two later, she comes back. She goes, do you remember me? I go, yeah, I remember you. What's going on? She goes, oh, I want my games back. I go, well, that can't. we can't do that. She goes, why not? Well, here's the money. We'll give you back. We just want the games. And I go, you signed a contract that says you agreed to sell us your games. That little keyboard, that is what it was. I told you it. You read it yourself. You cannot get these games back. I'm not going to do it for you. And probably we were arguing for about like good 45 minutes. And then, like Phil said in, in the story, uh, in his story, our manager came up to me 
And he goes, I got this. I go, no, no, no. Let me do this. I told the lady, hey, we can't do this. But give me five minutes. Let me talk to my boss. And we'll get back to you. She goes, okay. So me and Brad, our store manager, go to the side. And we're trying to have a conversation like what we could do. He goes, just do it. Just do the return. I go, dude, I'm not going to do the return. This is bullshit. You know it is. And so we came to agreement. And we actually, I actually called up corporate saying, hey, I'm not going to do this. And they said, okay, do the return, but make them pay for the taxes, which is by legal they had to do that, by law. And I'm like, okay, fine. We're still getting their money somehow. So I told them, I went to the customer, said, hey, I'll be able to do it. I got to do return. I got to do this whole process. You're making it complicated for me. The only downfall is that you still have to pay for taxes because we that's all law stuff. We can't bypass that. All right, fine, whatever. And so it took me probably like 20 minutes to do the process because she had to fuck on a ton of stuff. And I go, okay, so what? we're giving you back the money. We're giving you back the games. You pay us. I think it was like 20 bucks or so. She goes, okay. She had me a 20, and she just left off. I'm like, I went to my manager. I said, I'm never doing that again as long as I'm here. He goes, that's fine. That's understandable. If that happens again, just call me, and I'll deal with it. I'm like, okay, whatever. End of story. Why did she want the games back for? That's. I have no idea. I just wanted her to get the hell out of the store because she was pissing me off. Wow. <laughs> she probably got chewed out by the boyfriend. You sold my games. What? Yeah, she, it, 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 she looked like a crackhead. Like, I thought you won this money. Don't. Why do you want the games back? She goes, oh, I just want. I just want games back. She wouldn't really give me an explanation. Well, I'm going to tell some of my retail stories. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned about a crackhead. So as I, <laughs> as I mentioned in uh, that I've worked at JCPenney Outlet, uh, we're closed so I could talk about it. A guy from another town that's 30 minutes from uh, where I worked at. Uh, just think of I'm, I'm, my job was closest to Six Flags Great America in Illinois. And this person came all the way from another town. Like I said, it was 30 minutes. So he comes up to our register, wants to return this kind of quilt little little comforter um, that you put in your bed. So my manager and this guy is going back and forth. And what the guy says is that he needs to return it because he doesn't have gas to get home. And we found out that his home is in the town that he just left. <laughs> so my my associate didn't, my store manager didn't, or not my store manager, my manager of that department didn't catch on. And I heard this and I was just like, okay. So you drove 30 minutes from the place that you was at to get some money that you don't have no receipt so we really can't give you no cash for it so you could get some gas to drive back to the place that you came from the return came out to be like $10 and he probably would get maybe one fourth of a tank of gas with that $10 at the time that he did this because prices for gas was super high 
And my manager looked at me and was just like, I don't understand why he would do that. I was just like, he's a drunk. He's an alcoholic. They they would come in the store to return anything they can, spend any gas that they have to get money so they could go back to the bar or wherever to get drunk. We had associates do that who would come in the store, get their check so they could cash it and then call in because they have a doctor's appointment, which I don't understand what doctor appointment that you have for at 4.36 on a Saturday in the afternoon. Like, Whose doctor's, who's doctor's office is open around that time? So we used to have a lot of alcoholics. Another one is uh, still at the same place before I get into my last one that happened at Toys R Us. This second one, um, a customer comes in, asks me to use the phone, and I'm at customer service. And I said, sure. So he picks up, and he wants to speak to Shaniqua says Shaniqua uh, where's my car at come and get me I'm at this store they talk for a bit he hands me the phone back and he was very polite and uh, he goes out and he leaves 10 minutes have passed he comes back into the store he's like may I use your phone again I said sure hands him the phone dialed the number again he said, Shaniqua, you better hurry up to the store with my car. I got things to do. They talked a little bit. He hands me the phone again. It was very nice. Leaves out the store. Now, they always say that three three times is the charm for stuff. Like, one time something happens, it's okay. Two times, you know, something like very worse might happen. Three times for some unknown reason that's when the big major thing happens he comes in again Shaniqua hasn't showed up with his, this dude's car and he goes off he asks me again for the phone I dial the number gives him the phone and he just says this out loud and I have to censor myself B if you don't bring my MF in car I'm gonna find your A and beat your MFA to death And he didn't really? care. <laughs> and the thing about it is, I'm all these people are who are white around me. Here's this one black man says this, and he hands me the phone. I put it down, and he says, "Thank you very much." He leaves out the store, and we didn't see him again. So Shaniko showed up with that dude's car. <laughs> he went off. And I was just like, wow. Oh, oh, one more before I get into my Toys R Us story. So uh, last, uh, last JCPenney story, then I get into my Toys R Us story. Um, I had to, uh, we used to get catalog orders in, so I had to call the people to uh, pick, up their, you know, pick up their items. So sometimes I had to leave a message. Called this one lady and picks up. And she says, hi, this is Rachel. I'm just paraphrasing her name to be safe. Uh, this is Rachel. If you are Indian, a Mexican, a Hispanic, a legal alien, Chinese, uh, or anything that doesn't, be, or any person that really don't belong to uh, America, don't call this phone. You better lose it. Other than that, please leave a message at the tone. B. 
speed. Uh, and, and I turned it to the whitest person. Hello, this is JCPenney Outlet. We're just here to tell you, Rachel, that your catalog order is here for pickup. Thank you very much. And hung up and was blown because I couldn't believe that. I'm like, this lady just left a racist comment on her phone and <laughs> she went off. Uh, my last Toys R Us story, uh, or I should say my Toys R Us story, is I had a woman come in, and I'm in electronics, and she asked this particular question. What video game do you have that contains no reading and no writing? Um, hmm. The Super Mario Brothers games. That's too babyish. I need something that my five-year-old could play because he can't read. I wanted to walk her over to the leapfrog section and give her a book. Your child is five years old, and you want them to have a video game. That's not Mario Brothers. That contains a lot of reading. I mean, that don't contain any reading. Which game was it? She didn't know. She didn't. She wanted a video game that didn't contain no reading, and she felt like Mario Brothers was too babyish. Well, it's like there's, like there's a lot of games where you, there's no reading. It's just just shooting. Yeah. Know, it's basic stuff. Yeah, but it's for a five year old. A five year old should be able to read at that time. Nah, dude, you could get them like a, any Wii game, like Wii Sports, she fucking Boom Blocks, whatever. She didn't. She didn't want none of that. I would have went with a Lego Batman. She thought yeah. that was, she thought those games was too babyish for her five year old. And Lego Batman has a lot of reading, and the kid can't read. Um, hmm, a good game. Okay, this is all right, Phil. Let's try to see what our our expertise. What game would we recommend? And it can't be anything Mario. Nothing for, Mario. No reading. system. And Kirby and Kirby Epic Yarn wasn't out at that time. Wait, what system is for this? Uh, any video game system. She didn't tell. She didn't say. Sonic. And the Sonic, Sonic game. Good one. Yeah, Sonic would have been a good one. I, There's no reading at all. Probably that would have worked. Uh, but she might have thought it was too babyish. See, she didn't want like the platformer stuff. She looked at the she looked at the box and thought it was too babyish for her five year old. Mm. I mean, Sonic would, Sonic should have had worked for her. Even Mario Brothers should have worked for her. But my thing yeah. is, I'm just like, you can't come and tell us that your five year old can't read. Like, a video game is not important. Maybe a book is. Like, reading is fundamental. Like, <laughs> that's what you need to get through life. You need to learn words to speak. And a video game is not going to help that. I mean, I wasn't trying to sell her, like, Final Fantasy or something like that. But just like a five-year-old really don't know how to read. I was I was reading tons of books at five years old. My mom made sure that I was at the library. And I wouldn't be able to play no video game if I didn't know how to read. My my black mama did not play that, and she still doesn't play that to this very day. So that that's I'll, just kind of how 
Aaron Sarr these days, though. Whatever keeps little Timmy happy. <laughs> oh, goodness. Little Timmy came in one day trying to buy Call of Duty with $60 while the mama stayed at the stayed in the car and got pissed off that the son had to go get the mom to uh, uh to get her to buy the game. I'm just like, you know, this is for 17 years or older, right? She's just like, well, he'll be able to play it. I'm just like, okay. If you, if you fine with that, go right ahead. Um, another one was Grand Theft Auto Five for a 360 because uh, it came on two discs and everybody who had the four gigabyte uh, hard drive couldn't play it. So Sony didn't send out the 320 gig uh, HDD and people were pissed off because they couldn't play Grand Theft Auto Five if they owned the four gig hard drive one. So yeah. Jesus. So we're going to... Oh, go ahead. I'm just reading more of these stories and it's just it's reminding me of our stories that we had this isn't i love this website <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny that you mentioned that because our next reading comes from me called so yeah and this is our last three uh stories that we're gonna uh do for you guys then we're gonna get out um and if you guys like this you'll be able to email the show later on uh, so this title is called so yeah Okay, so this actually didn't happen to me, but my associate. So this guy comes in and buys an M-rated game. My associate asked for his ID since we like to car people who look under 40, which he did. Over 17, yeah, but we like to be sure. So the guy started to complain saying he's obviously old enough and accusing my associate of being racist. The customer was of color and refused to give his ID and walked out. Then complained to HR about it. Like, what the F? Yeah, I've I've had a, a guy like that. He he was, I had to do it because the big boss man was there, and I didn't want to get in trouble. And so it was like this older gentleman, obviously gray hair and shit like that. I go, can I see your ID? He goes, for what? I go, technically we're supposed to be checking IDs. I I gotta check your ID. He goes, well I'm obviously over age. I'm like, I know, I understand that, sir. And I I leaned in towards him. I go. District manager's here. I gotta do it. He goes, okay, I understand. So he was really, he was really cool, but he didn't really cause any trouble. Uh, I hate customers like that. Just give me your ID. I'm not trying to steal your information. We even got that with our return policy now, because you have to hide, have an ID to do all returns, and folks get pissed off about that. So I just pretty much hand them their merchandise and be like, well, I can't return it. So any any store that you go to, any Toys R Us store that you go to trying to return stuff, uh, you need your ID. Well, I just won't buy your stuff here anymore. Um, some people have left their stuff at our store and walked off mad. So uh, the return. So our next story uh, is titled The Line Starts Over There. And I have... Uh, Phil as the associate and I'm the customer. You ready, Phil? Yep. And uh, Anthony would do, uh, are you on it too, Anthony? The line starts over there? Yeah, yeah, I see it. Can you do the narration at the end? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Why do you ask me if I need to be rung up? Slams games on Colin. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were needing to be. 
Because the line starts over here. First you confuse me by telling me you don't have any Wii U's headsets, and now you say you confuse me this way? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get your stuff for you. Damn right. Pays for her stuff, starts to leave, but as she does, she return, She turns to her 11-year-old son, and without meaning to, and without meaning me to hear say, we are going, going to have, have a discussion about good customer service when we get home. God, whoever wrote this cannot fucking type. <laughs> this is one of those heated moment articles. Yeah. yeah. Oh goodness, I. And they <laughs> it's know... so bad. GameStop had to put lanes on the floor. With tape. <laughs> I remember that. So people can see where the line starts. <laughs> yeah, we, we we had to actually get, like, what was it? Like, just not... Well, we had painter's tape at first. And then we had to get, like, the big, like, duct tapes and just put them on the floor because people were just that fucking stupid. They didn't know where the line started. Oh, goodness. That. And I still got people coming to empty registers with no lights on. Why? There's no one at the register. Why would you go and wait in line? And then form a line with two other people following you. Oh, I don't know. Well, our last one is called the Grandma Con, and this is going to be from all three of us. The I grandma be, con? Huh, yeah, the grandma con. Okay. okay. I see it, I see it. So, I will be playing as the grandma. Phil is my kid. And Anthony is, is the associate. Um, I will be okay. doing narration. So, uh, the grandma con. Okay. Kid walks up to counter with a popular M-rated game. Accompanied by an elderly woman, one can only assume it's his grandmother. You brought your money right? Yes, I did. Ma'am, this game is M-rated for Mature. Are you okay with him having this game? Oh, all his friends are playing it. I guess it's okay. Okay, then. That'll be $64.94. Give the lady your money. Okay. Drops $40, $40, on the counter. $40 bucks on the counter and licks up with a smile. Alright, that's 40 You still need $24.94. Kid looks up at Grandma expectantly. What? I thought you said you bought your money. I did. That's all the money I got. Grandma Scott's ghost child, Molly, then proceeds to pay the rest of the tab. That's happened a lot of times. Several times from what I've seen in, in, my, in our own store. Uh, that is utterly ridiculous. At least you guys didn't have the, guess what? I'm going to pay $25 worth of coins. We are not the currency exchange. Why are you giving me a bag of nickels, dimes, quarters, and pennies? And just drop them on the counter, and I have to count them all. I actually had a customer like that. I had little... Those rolls... Like how they have it at the banks? No? None of you guys remember? <laughs> Yeah, I, remember I remember that. Day. I remember that. Customer. Okay. I remember that day too. Yeah. So this kid came in. He had rolls of pennies, nickels, and quarters. I think it was. 
Yeah. And he just he had like a bag. He put them on the table and the counter. He goes, "Here's the money." I go, "Kid, I'm not gonna take that right now." He goes, "Why not? This is the exact amount." I go, "True, but what you?" I literally said this. I go, "You're kind of being a dick right now by doing this." He goes, "What do you mean?" I go. You're making me count all these coins from scratch because I'm supposed to. I can't trust the what it says on the actual roll. He goes, well, I could wait. I go, no, no, it's not what it's not what you could do. It's what I have to do. So if you want me to sell you this game, there's a bank right across the street. Have your dad take you to that bank and get cash. He goes, okay. Leaves, comes back, buys the game. With his dad, and his dad was complaining to me. He goes, "Why did you tell my son to do that?" I go, "Cause your son's being a dick, honestly." At the <laughs> at the moment, I was stressed and I didn't want to deal with it, so I was kind of being a dick to him. I go, "Your son's being kind of rude by doing this. I know it's not his fault. I know what he's trying to do. I understand it, but you guys send it from my point of view. I'm not gonna be able to fit all this money in all these coins in my register." Oh, but you're supposed to have enough room. I'm like, you know, we have enough room for cash, money, paper, not coins. And he goes, I want to speak to the manager. I go, I am the fucking manager at the moment right now. There's nobody else. If you want to complain to corporate, here's the number. I gave him the corporate, and he just fucked off. Our manager, uh, he he had another transaction like that. He took the coin. He took the money. Yeah, I came in that afternoon to close the store. I look under Reg too, and there's like stacks of fucking coin rolls. Jesus! I was like, really? And the manager looks at me. It's money. I was like, but they're all coins. Well, at least we don't have to go make change for a couple days. Yeah, that's what I was like. The only good thing is that we don't have to go to the bank in the morning to make change. <laughs> right. And with that, everybody, that is our show. Uh, I want to thank again Anthony and Philip. Uh, thank you guys for telling us some of your stories, and thank you guys for doing some of these readings. Um, this is not a, a um, I shouldn't say like a new podcast or anything, but it was really fun to do this. I, I just, I just, I just think it's good to tell retail stories of different jobs and hear the craziness that people have done. Mm-hmm. And then to read some of the crazy stuff that other people have encountered around the world and act them out. That I think that's just like a really fun thing. Uh, but Anthony, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gaming After Hour. I've been posting a lot more recently, just like random stuff. Um, you can find me on the Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash NVC Book Club, I think it is. And it's a book club that we do monthly where we play a game, and at the end of the month we talk about it. It's just like a regular book club of video games. It's all Nintendo games. This month we're playing um, uh, Chrono Trigger, which a lot of people are starting to talk about. when Because Chrono Trigger is a classic. Yes. Next month, October, will probably be a scary... Well, it is going to be a scary movie. And it's a very close battle between what, Resident Evil and Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. I think it is the last I checked. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you can turn me there. And Phil, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all with the tag PhilStop. Uh, you can also find me at the Rated M for Mature podcast. Um, and also, oh. <laughs> uh, trolling, tr- 
controlling GameStops by wearing my GameStop uh, polo. <laughs> yeah. I still have my shirts also. I still wear those to work. <laughs> I do that all the time. Oh, <laughs> I go to a McDonald's. <laughs> the McDonald's, the two employees in front of their manager. Are you hiring? The manager looks at me. I'm like, uh, yeah, we're hiring. <laughs> I have... I have a Nintendo shirt, and when I went to, I went to the Microsoft store to go pick up a game, and they're like, "Oh, you work for Nintendo?" I'm like, "Well, that, that's why I'm wearing this shirt." He goes, "All right, cool. Um, are you guys hiring? Because like Microsoft kind of sucks right now." I go, "Yeah, dude, just apply online." <laughs> I had no fucking idea what he, I, what I was doing. That's a shame. <laughs> that that is. That is literally a shame. <laughs> yeah. And you guys can find me on uh, at Twitter at that pressure code. You can find Optional Opinion here uh, at the Anonymous Radio Network dot com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Um, and yeah, you can find me on PSN under a comical O K A M I C A L Xbox Live, the lyrical one. And you can find me on uh, Wii U under Optional Opinion. And check out my other podcast, World 1-1 Podcast, here uh, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and um, archive.org. Um, thank you guys once again. Um, hopefully this was fun for you. I know it brought some crazy memories. But once again, I thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys. Uh, if you Like I said, if you like this, um, you can email the show at myop2comment at yahoo.com. N-Y-O-P, the number two, C-O-M-M-E-N-T. Um, and if you guys want to hear more, let us know. Um, if not, we'll probably still do this again in the coming months. Um, and, oh, also next month... Um, for October, I am doing a discussion about Eternal Darkness, and I might be doing a movie commentary about the movie Blade. So uh, I'll let you guys know more about that in the coming weeks. Uh, but thanks again, guys, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Peace. Peace.